the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Welcome, beloved saints of God. Welcome to today's message. And the topic for today's message is the two-edged sword. But before we get into this message, let us pray. Most kind, righteous, and everlasting Father, Lord, we thank you for another day. We give you thanks and praise for your loving kindness and your tender mercies towards us, my Lord. Oh, you're such a great God. You're such a great father. You're such a great husband to us, my God. And so we rely on you for everything, my Jesus. We rely for everything that you have given to us, my Father. Who are we without you, Lord? We are nothing without you. And so this morning, as we come to break bread together, Lord Jesus, in the Spirit, I pray, Lord, that you may touch each and every one of us, Lord, that this message may open up our eyes and our understanding towards you, Lord God. We need you more than ever now, Lord God. Now is the time when we need to know you more than ever because the time is running out. Oh, Sayata, how can we go? How can we come to your kingdom without not knowing you, Lord? How is that even possible? So we ask that you may open up our understanding and our knowledge of you, that we we may know who you are. Bless this message, Lord. Touch the hearts of your children in this hour. Awaken them, Lord Jesus. Convict and correct, my Jesus, in this hour. Rebuke, chastise us, my Father. Oh, we ask that you may rebuke and chastise us. Bring us through the refining fire, Lord. If it's your will, my God, to burn off all the chaff that is on us, my Father, to burn off all the thorn and the edges from off of us and make us to be more like you. We desire to be more like you. Anoint this message with your anointing, Lord, and all this spirit take over as I yield myself to you in Jesus name I pray amen so today's message is the two-edged sword and the main Bible verse is Hebrews 4 verse 12 to 13 all right so we're going to be looking at Hebrews 4 verse 12 to 13 this is this message is very important it is very um, surprising it has a lot of nuggets and stuff like that in there i'm so excited about this message all right so hebrews 4 verse 12 to 13 and it says for the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do so this is hebrews 4 verse 12 to 13 
and it is speaking about the sharp two-edged sword which is the word of God but what I want to talk about today is that Jesus Christ is the two-edged sword he is the two-edged sword Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior he is the two-edged sword glory to God why do I say that because he is the Word of God right remember John 1 he says and even Genesis 1 it says that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God right so when the Bible speaks about the two-edged sword it is actually speaking about our Lord because he is the Word of God manifest in flesh is the is the Word of God so when we see that he is powerful he is quick he is sharper than any two-edged sword he pierces even to the to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit it is speaking about our lord right he's speaking about our lord jesus christ he is the two-edged sword that is quick and powerful saints of god people don't get this when you read the bible that's why he says that his words are divine they are alive because he is the word right he, he he created the the world right and the word of god created the world so when 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 god the father spoke and and the spoke the word the word did right and it came to being so when you hear this hebrews 4 verse 12 to 13 saying and the word of god is sharper than any two-edged sword it is actually speaking about our lord because verse ver it says that and is and he's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart right so we know that our lord he searches the hearts and reigns so that is what when we read the word of god that's why faith thank you lord that's why faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god because how can you know of our lord if you don't read him right when you read the bible you're actually reading the lord you get closer to him because you're actually do you're actually reading him right everything that he has done in this life was written in this book so when we read and feast upon him we're actually changing and on the inside his divine spirit and divine words that are alive when we read them saints of god we heed them and they go down inside of us and they start to change they start to go down so they start to go down and it starts to separate glory to god it starts to convict hey it starts it, it is sharp it starts to divide asunder the soul from the spirit that is the word of god that is how quick that is how sharp that is how powerful the word of god is each time you hear the word of god you 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 think of jesus christ because he is the word the word that became flesh and dwelt among us so he is the two-edged sword right so in jeremiah 17 verse 10 let's see we're going to look at a lot of scriptures today Jeremiah 17 verse 10 let's see Isaiah Jeremiah 
17 verse 10. says I the Lord search the heart I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruits of his doing and here in Hebrews it says that he it, it divides the soul and he is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart so the Bible is actually speaking about our Messiah when he speaks about um, when he's speaking about the, 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 the word of God because he is a discerner because he says I the Lord searches the hearts and reigns and so in Hebrews it speaks also about him and that we are naked before him everything is naked before the Lord right because he sees the hearts of us he sees he knows all things so don't believe you can go to the lord and hide anything so he says and he's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart so he searches the hearts and reigns as he just said in jeremiah 17 verse 10 and neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight so no one can hide from the Lord so a two what I want to get to is this a two-headed sword as two sharp edges so when you are wielding a two-edged sword you have to be careful that you don't cut yourself because it is sharp on two edges saints of God it is sharp on two edges so what I want you to think about is that there are two sides to our Lord Jesus Christ there are two sides to him he is kind he is loving he is patient he is kind he is merciful but he is also what you don't know for those of you who have not reached that level in your relationship with him he is very he is a very serious man and might most people might say oh, I, I don't know that. No, no, that is not the Lord. Well, if you're speaking of a Savior who is just kind, loving, patient, kind, and true, and that's it, you're not, you're not talking about the Jesus Christ of Nazareth because he is a very serious man. All right? He is stern and he is very demanding. That is the Lord. Right? So what what society doesn't understand is that they pay, they make it seem as if the lord is a soft lord that is soft right that is this no he's very stern he's very rough saints of god when you get close to him you'll be afraid of him there should be a fear inside of you of him remember hey thank you lord remember all through is walk with the disciples when he spoke things there are times in the bible when the disciples were afraid to ask him stuff like when he said something and they didn't understand they were scared to approach him they were scared to ask him what what he meant by that like he would have said something and they were afraid to ask what do you mean by that lord because of who he was he doesn't stand to foolishness so you couldn't bring 
any sorts of questions like silly questions to him and ask in that moment maybe he might answer but in another moment it wasn't about that right so you have to know that when you are approaching him there is a different side to him like the two edges so he has two sides right one side is kind and loving and true and patient is all that but another side is very strict is very stern and demanding and is very very serious he doesn't play around when it comes to the to his gospel he doesn't play around when it comes to his church he doesn't play around and people don't understand these things they don't know you hear everybody saying they are friends with him oh yes we are friends yes you can be friends but you are only friends with the lord when you do all his commandments you he said why do you call me lord and you don't obey me don't call me lord why do you call me lord and you don't obey my words you are only friends with the lord when you do all his commandments and if you're living in sin a jot of sin he won't he won't stand close to you you're not his friend because if especially if he is convicting you of that thing and you're still in sin yet you say your friends no it doesn't work like that with the lord it doesn't work like that with the lord so you hear people oh they're good friends with the lord and this and that is that true right you have to ask him how we friends lord because he is a stern man when he's ready to rebuke he rebukes he's not a respecter of persons he will rebuke you he will rebuke you i tell you hey he will rebuke you i allow you to to run and cry in a corner i'm telling you and, I, and i'm not and i'm not joking about this that when he rebukes you and you run and cry he won't come and comfort you because you're wrong in that hour but when you're doing his work and he sees you're trying he's loving he's a gentle father but yet he's stern you know those par- those parents who are very stern yet there there is a, a loving side to them that is the lord so don't listen to those people on youtube who say that the lord is this and that and they never speak about the side where he is stern where is a man of war where is coming back with fire where is where is coming back with a sword they never speak about this side of jesus so they can do whatsoever they want because the devil doesn't want the world to know that he is a very strict and demanding lord and when he comes he's going to rule the nations and he's going to judge and he's going to cast people into hell because of your actions he's not going to throw you in there because of because of 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 he's going to do it because of what you did right so people don't get this that there's two sides to our lord and it says in luke 19 verse 21 let's go there and see let me show you that i have scriptures to back up what i'm saying luke 19 verse 21 right it's it says he's talking about the a parable about the 10 pounds right and the disciple says he gave each and every one of them a pound right but he only gave one man one pound right so he says verse 21 
And another came saying, 20, saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound which I have laid up in thy napkin. So it is like the talent, saints of God. So he gave each man a talent. One he gave five, one he gave two, another he gave one. But the, 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 the person who received the one talent, which is a pound in this parable, the man took the pound and he wrapped it in a napkin. And listen to what the man says. Here is your pound, Lord, that I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I fear thee, because thou art an austere man. Thou takest up that thou layest not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. So what I want to think, talk about right now is the meaning of austere, right? An austere person, right? He have, that person have zero time for pleasantries fun or other things outside of their roles they are completely committed to their duties or roles often at the expense of any kind of pleasure so that is the lord he doesn't have time for pleasantries fun he doesn't have time to play around all he think about is his gospel all he thinks about is his church and the church right now is so lukewarm and they don't understand that he is going to come and he's going to judge and he's going to give swift punishment. Each time people read the Bible, they don't see this side of the Lord. And now you have people with the feel-good sermons. That is what I want to talk about. They come with these feel-good sermons about the Lord and the Lord said this and the Lord said that. It is all a lie. Because the Lord, the Lord is not saying anything to those people. You can't, you can't tell a, 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 a message that the Lord has given to everyone. Because you have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Right? Because if those people are living in sin, the Lord won't give them any messages. Right? But you have everyone telling you the feel-good messages. The Word of God is not supposed to make you feel good, saints of God. It is supposed to cut and divide you. It is supposed to rebuke you. It is supposed to, to hurt you. When you hear the Word of God, it's, it is not supposed to make you feel good. This is the truth. The Word of God is not supposed to make you feel good if you are living in sin. But if you're walking right with the Lord, it doesn't hurt you, right? It strengthens you. It builds you. But when you are living in sin and you hear the word of God, it breaks you. The Bible says so. It says it's sharp. It's powerful. It divides asunder. It goes down deep. That's why when, when you have people who hear the real and true word of God, they, they get angry. Glory to God. They get angry because what? Hey, they get angry because the word of God goes down deep and it goes down and it touches something that they don't like it moves them from where they are it moves them in a place of discomfort that is what the word of God does it doesn't make you feel good so these feel good sermons that you have that you're listening to those are of the devil because it is making you think that the Lord is only one side, that there's only one side to him, that he's only, he's only kind, he's only merciful, he's only this, which is true, but he have another side that is stern, he's demanding, hey, 
he's a very strict man. He doesn't put up with foolishness. So when you see the church is going on, going on with their, 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 their all sorts of foolishness, do you think he's pleased? He's not pleased because he's coming back with judgment. Glory to God. And when he convicts you, when he, when he rebukes you, Hey, you better change. I tell you, glory to God. If the Lord Jesus has ever rebuked you, you will know. Glory, glory. You will have, hey, you will have a, a, a fear and a shame in yourself. Glory to God. Hey, you won't blame. You can't blame him when he rebukes you. When he comes back with judgment, you can't blame him. You, the only thing that happens when the Lord Jesus Christ rebukes you is that you feel shameful. That is it. You're so ashamed. Glory, glory. You're so ashamed in yourself that you, you, I don't know that shame where it comes from, but that is, that is what comes with rebuke. So if the Lord Jesus has never rebuked you, you wouldn't understand. He will rebuke you. Hey, he re and he says, those whom he love, he rebukes and he chastises because he loves us. Hey, you see, if the Lord is not rebuking you, he doesn't love you because he, 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 you're not a part of his. Hey, because you're his, he, he rebukes you, he beats you. He is demanding, stop that. I don't like that. Don't come close to me because you're doing that thing. He's very holy and he doesn't stand to sin. Even his disciples, they were afraid to ask him certain questions. But because... He knows the heart and he knows their thoughts. He would say to them, why are you having thoughts in your mind and you don't want to ask me stuff, right? He would tell them because he knows that they're, they're, when you have a true relationship with Jesus Christ, there should be reverence. There should be reverence. You and him, you're, we are not... We are not his bodies. We, 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 there's not a... Help me, Lord. We are not on the same level with him. So you have people who think that they are bodies with the Lord. No, there is a reverence and a distance, right? There are certain things that you can say to your parents because what? That, the, you know, respect is due. There are certain things you can do to the Lord. You can say, right? There's a level that you can cross because he is God and you are his child. We are his servant, his slave. So you can go and cross him. You obey him. But you have people teaching that they are bodies with the Lord and they believe that they can do anything and get to heaven. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. So I'm here to tell you that these feel-good messages that you're listening to, to build up yourself in the Lord, they're not always right. Because you're focusing on one side of the Lord. You have to look at both sides. He is kind and loving, but yet he's demanding and he's very serious. And people who are not close to him will not see this side of him. Why? Because the devil doesn't want you to know. He doesn't want you to know that Jesus Christ is so stern, he's so strict, he's so demanding. He is saints of God, right? The word of God, it corrects us, right? He corrects, he convicts, glory to God. And he heals us once when we are living in sin. 
that is when the word of God becomes sharp because the moment you are living in sin, you, it convicts you. If you are living in fornication and you attend a church and the, and the man of God stand up on the pulpit and say, the Lord Jesus Christ commands us that we should not commit fornication. If you commit fornication, you are not living for the Lord. And you, if you die in your sin, you will go to hell. Hey, when the, if you are living in that sin, with that moment when the pastor preaches this word and your conscience is not seared it will touch you so deep that you cannot believe it will touch you because what that is the word of god it is sharp it is supposed to convict us of our sins if the word of god was all lovey and dovey nobody would make it to heaven because we would be too comfortable that's why these feel-good messages is not of god it is not of god the word of god is to is to stick us in our souls and to get us on fire and to know that we're living in sin we're heading to hell that is the word of god that is how the bible is not these messages that they have sending that oh the lord says you're going to get um rich the lord says you're going to be um, successful you're going higher you're this you're that no the lord doesn't care about that the lord walked the earth and he was poor yet he had all the riches because he created the herd every he even went one place and he had to pay pay customs he had to pay money and he, yet he is walking on his earth people are living off of his earth yet he had to pay you had to go and find money and give Peter to pay so that they can pass. Can you imagine? So don't believe that the Lord is interested in wealth. He's, listen to what the, the, the Bible says. He's not interested in those things. All he cares about is his church, is his bride, is his people. That's all he cares about. He doesn't care about earthly riches, these things. Doesn't, he doesn't care about that. So these messages about feeling good, these are emotional messages. Our Lord Jesus is not emotional. He is a stern man. And all he cares about is his word of the word, the church, his children. That's all he cares about. And who are feeding those people. That's all he cares about, saints of God. So he is a man of war. Let's look at Luke 12, verse 49 and 51 people might say oh jesus christ is a man of war of course he is how do you think he's going to come back and and give judgment and fight glory glory i want to be in that battle saints of god i tell you i want to be in that battle with the lord when we when we come to fight the enemy i tell you i want to be in that ba battle you should be excited about things of the lord to attack the devil look how many things satan has done to you don't you want to to attack him when the when the time is right don't you saints of god this should be something that you look forward to right all right so it says 49 i am come to send fire on the earth that's our lord he says he came to send fire on the earth and what will i if it is already kindled right and he says 51 suppose he that i am come to give peace on the earth i tell you no but rather division that's what the lord says he comes with division right because from henceforth there shall be five in a house divided the lord comes with fire he comes with division he comes with a sword do you think that person is just 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 loving kind and true 
Yes, he's all those things. Beautiful he is in every way. Perfect. Even his judgment is perfect. Can you imagine? Even the Lord's judgment and his anger and his wrath is perfect. Right? It's perfect because what? He gives us time to change. He doesn't just strike at you with judgment. He gives you time to change, to, to correct, right? And to, uh, and to clean up yourself. He wants us to allow him to clean us up. We can do it on our own. So he gives you space, right? That he may repent, right? That's what he says to the church in, in Revelation. He says, I give you space that you may repent. But if you don't repent, I'll come swift upon you with judgment right that is our lord when you get to know him you will know in prayer if you're praying and he rebukes you that's it you have to be you know you have to take it i've been rebuked a lot by the lord especially in these last months a lot of rebuke i've received and there are times when i cry oh i cry but that's it you know saints of god the thing is that when we, just as how you slap a child for doing something wrong, right? That child will go and cry in a corner. And then after some minutes, you'll see them coming out again. And they don't, they, they're happy, right? They want you. They want, you know, you to cuddle them and stuff like that. That's how it is. That's how it should be with you and the Lord, right? When he rebukes you, you go and cry in a corner and you come back and you apologize and say, Lord, I am sorry. Help me to change this. That's what the Lord wants from us. When you do that, saints of God, you are his friend, but you can't be friends with him and you're not doing his his will. You're not living by his commands because then you're not his Lord because Lord means that he is ruler over you. Everything that he has told you to do, you have to do it. So don't call him. He says, don't call me Lord and you don't obey me. The Lord wants us to obey him, right? So when he convicts us, just like last time, he convicted me of wearing makeup and jewels and all those things. And I, I, I fought, my flesh fought, <laughs> but I still gave up, you know, because nothing in this life is more important than the Lord to me. Nothing, not even my husband, not even my son, nothing is important. If he says, stop doing that, I will do it. It's, I'm not going to make simple things get me into hell, right? Or get me on, I'll make me to be an enemy to the Lord, right? Nothing is, in this life is more important than him. So when he convicts me of those things that I was doing, I tell you, I was so ashamed. I was so ashamed, even in prayer, I couldn't hold up my face to, see, to, to seek after him. I was so ashamed, but you know, the thing is that when he convicts us and we are repentant in our heart, we, we, are sorrow, we are sorrowful and we are sorry for what we have done. He sees our hearts because that's how powerful he is. He knows when we are genuinely sorry. So you cannot fake it with the Lord. So when he rebukes you and you try to cry and believe that, oh, he won't see. He sees everything, saints of God. We are naked before him. That's what the word of God says, right? We are naked before the Lord. So he is a man of war. All judgment is given to Jesus. He is our judge. And he will fight against the nations with the sword of his mouth right so we have to know this in revelations 13 verse 19 let's see 
what he says that he will rebuke those whom he love he has rebuked me a lot i tell you <laughs> oh and the holy spirit praying while i was praying the holy spirit was praying through me the holy spirit said that he should rebuke me chastise me if there's anything that i'm doing that is that is wrong can you imagine the holy spirit praying that the lord should rebuke or chastise right or burn away anything that i'm doing right so when we pray these things it is the holy spirit that is praying through us we can pray for can you imagine a child telling telling his parent to beat <laughs> to beat to, to to slap him to slap him right say slap me mommy because i'm I, i'm going to do this no we can't pray this that is the holy spirit praying so we have to have the holy spirit because he prays prayers through us and i'm telling you the lord hears the holy spirit more than he hears us why because the spirit of god is his so when the spirit of god prays through me saying rebuke and chastise and burn right discipline correct the Lord will go ahead and do it because that is his spirit speaking through me. So we need the Holy Spirit to, to pray through us because when we don't know what to pray for, you're here praying for a house, a husband and a car, or praying for your enemy who, 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 who did this to you. And plus, you must always pray good prayers for your enemies. You're here praying that, you know, your co-worker is this. The Holy Spirit wants to pray through you that, Lord, burn away this bad habit chastise or rebuke her for doing that and so on and so forth that's why the holy spirit when we don't know what to pray for the holy spirit prays through us so revelations 13 verse revelations 3 verse 19 says as the, this is our messiah as as many as i love i rebuke and i chasten be zealous thereof and repent right so when the Lord rebukes us, this is a sharp disapproval or criticism of someone because of their behavior. So when the Lord rebukes us, he disapproves or he criticizes us because of our behavior. And chasten means to discipline, to punish, to correct, to, 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 to purify or to prune because he wants us to be perfect right he wants us to be perfect we can be perfect saints of god because he says be ye perfect as your heavenly father is perfect so we as christians we can be perfect but the thing is that we have to give over everything to god we can do it on our own so we have to come out of the way yield up ourselves and put it one side die on the cross and allow Christ to live through us. The moment that we die to ourselves and Christ is now living in us, then we are perfect. But don't misunderstand that he is just this kind, loving Lord. Yes, he is, as I can stress that, he is. But he's also another side, the two-edged sword, right? He's sharp, he's powerful, he discerns. He goes down, he goes down deep into your soul. He reads your hearts and your intents. That's how the Lord is. He goes down. So when the Bible speaks about the two-edged sword of God, it is actually speaking about our Lord Jesus Christ because he is the word of God. So he is sharp. He is powerful. He, he, he divides asunder the soul from the spirit. Right? He goes down deep and he reads the intents of our hearts. That is who our Lord is.
So I hope that this message blesses your hearts. I hope that it opens your minds and awakens your spirit in Jesus' name.